You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast. Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football. Scared money don't make money. All right, folks, joining me on Getting Swamped, Nick Delatore from On3.com. And Nick, you released a very interesting article considering the whole Jaden Rashada saga and all that. A lot of mis reporting out there from a lot of national media a lot of crazy things put out there and uh you did a really good job man i know you've, you've been in the business for a long time and you're probably one of the best in the business i call you the goat by the way <laughs> so uh yeah man um just your general thoughts man of this whole situation knowing what you know now and kind of the article that you put out there yeah um my my friends will know and and, and you might even know i'm, I'm not great um, on the phone. Like, I don't, I don't really like talking on the phone. I'll text all day. I'm on, obviously on Twitter a lot. Um, but I probably spent like a hundred hours on the phone <laughs> in like a 20, in like a two week span. Um, and, uh, it, it was just interesting because I, I knew from before the number was reported that that was the number. And then you see it come out and then you just see like the fans reaction to those reporters. And maybe it's, because of the reporters that put it out and they don't like them already. Um, but I was like, man, my friends are getting dragged for reporting like the correct number. Um, and then I just kept seeing it, it was just getting, it was just getting reported wrong or not even reported just a number that big is reserved for like the NFL draft. And I yeah. think that becomes sexy. And then Florida fans love you guys uh react so strongly to things that i think people are then just like oh shoot florida's gonna get me clicks or florida's gonna get some eyeballs on my podcast my show let me talk about this and angry clicks are the same way as they, they react and get counted the same way as clicks you know the algorithm doesn't doesn't know like hey someone came here to to yell at me so i think i think a lot of national media when something happens at florida like to touch on it because gator fans are quick to either jump to that to, as a defense uh, of the story of the program or jump to that and be like, yeah, he, this guy should be fired. You're right. Um, so I think it just kind of started getting out of hand. And, and I knew a lot of the people um, in, in play here. I knew a lot, a lot of the players in the game. So to me, it was kind of like, all right, well, let me figure out what actually happened. Um, take my time with it. Give people time, uh, a chance to respond as I found more things out and just kind of going back and forth with people um, and just trying to do it the right way. Yeah, you did do it the right way, man. Um, I was so happy when you released the article. And I think before we got on, I said, if I would have said anything or I would have put it in words, <laughs> nobody would have believed me anyway. <laughs> and as I said, uh, Nick's more of the likable guys out there in Florida Gator Nation. Nothing really bothers Nick, and he's a happy dude. And, uh, man, I mean, you just read the article. Uh, you nail a lot of points, of course. I mean, there was more, a little bit more detail, but, of course, we can't get into those kind of details at all considering the uh, situation and all that. But, uh uh, yeah, man, uh, the total was 13 million. I think what was the 13.8, correct? Uh, I think yeah. that I was told as well. Uh, but it wasn't supposed to be meant for that, though. That was the issue. It wasn't supposed to be that amount. And I said on the Mark Moses radio show the other day, I said, nobody's going to pay 13 million for a kid in general. So I don't know why a lot of people ran with it and said, we tried to pay him 13 million or it was for 13 million because. <laughs> it got terminated on December the 7th and it got terminated for a reason. So, um, overall general thoughts, man, uh, do you, how do you think it could have been handled better? Yeah, I think, um, I think there, there should have been better communication between the Gator collective and the parties that, 
you know, had promised the money. I think there should have been better communication um, on Jaden Rashada's side. Um, when on December 1st, when the Gator Collective said, hey, this, the money promised or the money we thought promised was either a miscommunication or whatever the case may be is not coming. So they made parties aware on December 1st. Hey, uh, you, you got a week to figure this out because um, nobody else's name is on the contract. Um, it's just it's just Eddie and the Gator yep. Collective. So we need to figure out where this money is coming from. If we can't, we're going to terminate the contract. Uh, the, like you just said, the contract was terminated December 7th when they were not given any, any you know, proof that that money was coming. Um, and that gave Jaden Rashad two full weeks. And, and I think the other part of the communication process is that nobody around Jaden told him, like, hey, this isn't going to happen. Like the, the money you thought was coming, um, whether it's Jaden or Harlan, the money you thought was coming isn't coming. I think the people around him should have communicated that better. Um, and instead he was just told, Hey, it'll work itself out. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. Um, and it did, it, it worked out into, uh, you know, the, the mess that we saw for two weeks, a Royal rumble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of sorts. Yeah. We, we got NIL now, obviously introduced to, to college football and the NCAA doesn't really care to put any kind of limitations on it. So, and, uh, I, I said this on the radio show too, it's, it's funny how they put the NCAA out there to protect the college kids. And they're not doing so whatsoever. <laughs> they're not putting any yeah. limits. They're not trying to make any kind of rules for this. And I feel bad for some of these 17, 18-year-old kids that are coming to college. Uh, they, they don't know any kind of attorneys or kind of agencies. They don't know how the whole process works. They're young kids. They're sitting there. They just want to play for a school. And Jane Rashada really wanted to come to the University of Florida. Unfortunately, this whole situation happens, and he can't. I'm pretty sure he's upset about it. And uh, we're in this situation as it is. And uh, what do you think should be done in the future to kind of prevent this from happening? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I was always a big proponent of paying for uh, paying high school players um, or not paying high school, paying college players, paying student athletes. Um, and I, I don't know that you're ever not going to keep, you know, pay for play out of college football. You yep. know, I, I, I saw Ricky Pearsall sign a deal today. Like Ricky Pearsall, I don't think had an NIL deal or much NIL deal last year. He has a great year. And now, Hey, he's got a bigger market specifically with football, with, with Gator football fans. Um, so he signs a deal with the Gator collective. Um, you know, the, the Cavendier twins who I think were at Arizona state, they're at Miami. Now they signed a million dollar deal with boost mobile on July 1st, the day it went through because they have, millions of TikTok followers and millions of Instagram followers. And then that makes money for Boost Mobile. That is just a sponsorship. That makes sense. Um, you go back to the late 70s and 80s. Guys were, you know, driving sports cars at SMU in Dallas um, to, to play football. I don't think you were ever going to not get the dirty side of this when it comes to football. And I don't know how you clean it up because for as long as the as long as college football has been big business um you've got boosters with big money that want their team to be better than than they are or better than their rival and, and they're gonna pay and um i think they do it in the nfl for, <laughs> yeah i think i think pay for play uh will get disguised as nil for a while i i don't know that <clears throat> much will change from this situation unless it gets to litigation and, and i've been told by a bunch of people it's there's too many people with too much to lose 
for this to go to litigation. Um, but I think if you went to litigation, you would get um, discovery. Um, and if Florida was being sued, okay, well, if I'm Florida's lawyer and I'm, t and I'm talking to my lawyer and I ask Florida, well, all of our stuff's going to come out. All of our laundry is going to come out in litigation. Well, he went to an old, an official at Ole Miss, went to an official at Texas A&M at Miami. What, what happened to those visits? And now you've got, you're dragging, if you're going down, Hey, we're going to drag some other schools down with us. So I, I don't think it'll get to litigation, but if it got to that point and you started seeing numbers, then you might get enough outrage from enough people to get Congress back in it. Um, because Congress, when the NCAA went to them, uh, then Congress goes, well, we're going to look into your antitrust status and Congress and NCAA said, you know what? NIL <laughs> sounds great to us. Let's get out of here. You don't touch the antitrust and, and the, the players getting paid. See you later. Sorry for bothering you. Sorry for wasting your time. But I think if we got, if you had enough, you know, if, if something got litigated, obviously with a number this high and then you see, okay, well, here's what everyone else offered. And, and this is how, this is how it's actually going. You might get Congress to actually, you know, step in and make changes. The NCAA, has no power to make changes in this. They needed Congress in the beginning, and I think they would need Congress now to actually make a meaningful change. Well, there you go. Put the puzzle pieces together there with Nick Deltori there on that one. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – it, it, could you imagine if, say, like the the $13 million deal went? Then you would be wanting all these other the, all these other five star kids would be like, "Wait, where's my thirteen million at now? I don't want yeah, you that." Set the market, game. yeah. You set the market, and it, I guarantee you, there's going to be a school out there that goes further than seven or eight. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to happen, and I guess in California, like high schoolers can benefit, right? In California, mm -hmm. yeah. So there's different. Yeah, yeah, in a bunch of states they can. Um, Texas, like where DJ Lagway is, is not one of those. Yeah. Um, Louisiana is in, in in the state of Louisiana. Um, colleges can broker the deals for the student athlete. Um, there's a bill in the state of Florida that would allow that. We'll see if that gets pushed. Um, but then that, you know, doesn't need, you know, then you don't even need a collective. The school can broker deals and, and can pay the players. Um, so that would be interesting to, uh, to see that development. Um, but in the South, there's a lot, not, not many states, I think other than Louisiana, where a high school player can benefit from their name image likeness. Yeah, yeah, that's just the whole thing is is crazy, man. <laughs> like the yeah. whole past two years, uh, has there been any meetings uh, that you know of that's taken place between you know the UAA admin collectives, Hugh, at the University of Florida after this whole situation? Yeah, yeah, I think there's been a, a constant stream of communication um, between all the parties involved. Um, I think the Gator Collective is going to be going through. Um, some changes and, and some structure, structural changes within the Gator Collective. Yep. Um, probably let them uh, break that news. I don't know if I need to be the one, <laughs> the one to break it. Um, but uh, yeah, there's definitely been conversations, and, and I think it will um, it, it'll change the way that that NIL is handled. Certainly, um, you know, the Gator Collective is going through right now, announcing new contracts. I'm sure that uh, all those contracts were handled differently than Jaden's was and uh, I, I's were dotted and T's were crossed and um, and all that money is funded. And, and, you know, the, the other thing too, is though, that as much as, as much as the Gator collective was dragged through the mud, never have I talked to a player um, that's already been on campus. And, and Jaden Rashad was the first player who wasn't on campus that they did a deal with. Um, never have I spoken to a player that has been paid by the Gator Collective, that was at the University of Florida, that had a single bad thing to say. Um, 
about them. So, I, I mean, they keep getting dragged through <laughs> through the mud uh, at every turn. Um, Good old ass some of it, for you. Some, some of it they brought on themselves. Um, you know, and, and you and I both have a relationship with Eddie and he might say, he, he probably even say himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, we brought that one on ourselves. Um, but to me, it's, um, it's, they've done a lot of good for the university of Florida. Um, and they've done, they've done a lot of good for individual student athletes. That was going to be my next question, man. Uh, do you think Florida's NIL perception is ruined, damaged, or will be just fine through the process? I would have said just fine. You're saying just fine as well. And, I mean, you see it. You see it. They're still signing kids. There's kids coming through mm -hmm. the transfer portal. It's A lot of national media will blow things up more than what it is, and I was even fuming like a little bit and I didn't want to say anything and I'm glad you came out in this article and you finally cleared some of the uh the stuff and the weeds that were in the way of the actual truth that was uh perceived to be out there now you kind of bring it forth to everybody to where they can uh actually finally get some eyes on it and know what's going on there um it Got a fan question here. Uh, they wanted to know what the process was on breaking this story. Why did the national, I, they said national guy, there was plenty of them, not give the UF guys more of a heads up about this as well. And what was the fact checking process like? Seemed like they had to issue a lot of corrections on this story. Okay, that was worded a little bit, but you kind of get what the question <laughs> was. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and answer it, man, if you, if you got one. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you're only as good as your sources if you're trying to break news um, and, and you could trust the wrong person, trust the wrong people um, and get something wrong. Um, if you report a story that has 50 facts in it um, and 49 of them are right, in my opinion, your story is wrong. Um, you, you can't you have to you can't afford to have something in the story be wrong um, if you're trying to break news. And um, uh, Pete Nakos, who broke the story for us, I think mixed up in in the way he wrote things um i think he didn't distinguish between harlan and Jaden uh when he was saying something and i think harlan had spoken with scott strickland but he just said rashada and he had been referencing Jaden the entire story so i get on the phone with scott strickland five minutes after the story releases and he says i haven't spoken with Jaden since um he was at the south carolina game and i'm like okay well there you go one of your facts in your story now is already wrong and at this point, I'm talking to Pete. I'm like, all you do is ask me. Um, and, and journalists can be competitive. You know, at the end of the day, I think nobody remembers who broke a story other than journalists. Yeah. And you give yourself a pat on the back or you give your friends a pat on the back. Hey, great job breaking that. Um, but other than like Adam Schefter, who breaks everything, nobody, you know, the general fan who's consuming media doesn't know or care who broke the story. Um, right. For us, it's it's all consuming because if you're breaking a story, most likely you've been working on that for days, weeks. Um, but I think it'll end up with a better workflow with us and, and the national team just because um, I think we just, I had just had to communicate to someone, hey, just a heads up. Like it might be something that we're also working on. We're not trying to beat you to it. We're on the same team. Um, and it's something that in the story that could have been so quickly cleared up, either corrected or taken out if there's just some collaboration. So I think for us moving forward on three, it, it's helped us just the way that we speak to each other, you know, guys that are in Nashville at headquarters versus guys here, either I mean, here or in Athens or in Baton Rouge or Miami, just as a team working better together. Um, so I think it, that just, that's just what happens. I tried, I took my time with my story so I could talk to as many people as possible. Um, you know, even, 
sent out a request to talk to JTM, talk to um, Jackson Zager over there. And, and they didn't, he was able to confirm a part of my story, but um, obviously they didn't have any, any comment and just giving people time to comment um, on a story or allegations or whatever it is, uh, is something you should be doing as a journalist. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, man, you, you just got to wait to break the story to get it right. And uh, unfortunately, we have somebody like Nick Delatore who, who loves the Gators and, and does a phenomenal job. I was going to say fantastic. I'm going to say phenomenal job. And of course, I called you the goat at the beginning and I still call you depends, the goat. It depends on the day. It depends <laughs> on the day how, how well I'm doing my job. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me really quick to uh, kind of elaborate a little bit more on this story. And uh, that's a nice little baseball rack you got back there in the background. Look at that. Yeah. I, was, uh, I wasn't I was a bad baseball player back in my day. Doesn't look like it, man. It looks like you still got one more to fill that whole thing up, don't you? Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> the career's done. Shoulder <laughs> shot. About to see Nick on the uh, baseball field for the Florida Gators here soon. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Nick. Thank you. I wouldn't for be joining. getting any game balls. I wouldn't be getting any game balls if I was on the Gators. I'm not even getting that bat. Speaking of that, baseball season is about to crank up too. I bet you're hyped. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I'll be out there tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Nick. Thank you for joining me really quick here on Getting Swamp, man. Man, oh man, Manscaped has done it again here, folks. If you were looking for something a little extra from Manscaped, you finally got what you wished for, folks. Manscaped has now released the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. That's right. You can now take care of the foliage up top before you go to the hair down there, if you know what I mean. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit consists of the Beard Hedger with an adjustable guard. That's right. No more storing multiple guards in your bathroom and leaving junk all over the place. You now get an all-in-one, folks. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit also comes with the Beard Shampoo, Beard Conditioner, Beard Oil, Beard Balm, and Travel Bag. Save 32% automatically right now at Manscaped.com when you purchase your Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And you can also save 20% more and get free shipping with promo code SWAMP20. That is a complete steal, folks. So take care of your double Bs this season, you know, your beard and your balls today, when you order from Manscaped.com with promo code SWAMP20. Manscaped.com, the ultimate best in men's grooming. You're listening to Getting Swamped with David Soderquist. All right, Nick Delatore there with a uh, fantastic, phenomenal article there about the Jaden Rashada situation. I didn't want to even talk about it on this podcast because I was already over it. I mean, at the end of the day, the results, no, he's not coming to the University of Florida. But everybody was blaming Gator Collective and, and, and Eddie Rojas, and Eddie did the right thing in the situation. I mean, nobody's going to pay a kid $13 million. Do you see a $13 million contract from Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Miami? You don't see it from anybody. Like, nobody's paying $13 million. And you know what that really would have done to? If Florida would have went through with the $13 million, that would have raised the bar to every quarterback in the nation who's only getting like $5 million, $6 million, And they would have said, hey, this kid just got $13 million. Now I want this or I'm transferring in the portal. I guarantee you all 130 of these college football teams out here were saying, man, I hope they don't go through with this $13 because now I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to have to do this to get these kids here from now on. So... I'm pretty sure they were sweating bubbles over that whole thing. And Chris Doring even said it best. Here, I'll play the clip. I am so happy to hear that he's, he's filed that. And I am even more happy that he didn't get that $13 million reported NIL deal, uh, that it fell Allegedly. through. 
I, yes. Dude, I would be so upset and so offended as a former Gator. You know, here's the deal. I may not have ever deserved a $13 million NIL deal, but you know who did? Tim Tebow, Danny Warfel, Emmett Smith. And you know why? It's because of what they did when they played at the University of Florida. The idea of playing some kid that we don't even know is going to be good, $13 million, to come put on the orange and blue. Like, I know the day has changed, and there's motives outside of just the love of the university and the opportunity to play in the SEC. But this kid does not deserve $13 million, and I am so glad to hear that Florida will not be paying him that and happy to hear that he will not be attending the University of Florida. The feeling is mutual. Chris Doring. <laughs> so uh, put this behind us, man. Um, NIL it has changed the game, and uh, hopefully it's a learning experience, as I said, for a lot of the entities involved, and hopefully there are other entities that aren't retained as far as um, conjuring up contracts there. But that's as far as I'll go into that. But I think a lot of people out there on social media already kind of know uh, a lot about that situation. But folks, that'll do it. That'll wrap it up for this bonus episode of Getting Swamped. Make sure to click on the other podcasts that I have there with Blake Alderman from 24-7 Sports to go over the 10 transfers in the transfer portal and get his takes on every single one of the transfers coming in to this spring to compete. But folks, that'll do it for this episode of Getting Swamped, your latest in football statistics, special guests, and social media. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Getting Swamped.